Dente Rigamotis. I'm Review Cultist, and tonight we have some very special guests. That's our cue, I think, man. I think that is. Hi, I'm Noah Carden. Hi, I am Kyle Cardi, and we are from the terrible No Good podcast known as Maple Syrup Blood Money, where we talk about degenerate things like Riverdale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mainly, mainly Riverdale. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I am absolutely enamored with the name for this this podcast it's so cheesy and i love it <laughs> like i'm so into it you have no idea yeah uh, i wish i could take full credit uh i think my my original co-host uh dr leviathan actually uh half gave me the idea for it and then i just kind of ran with like i think i came up with al dente and then al dente rigatoni al dente rigamortis we kind of <laughs> Coalesce with that because you know creepy pastas. <laughs> yeah, I'm so into it. You have no idea. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, review cultist, what are we here for? Why have you summoned us? Well, see, I am actually kind of a fan and listener of your podcast, uh, and I remember you guys actually on top of doing Riverdale stuff on your show, you also talk about kind of off top, like offhand. Uh, monsters and stuff, uh, occasionally. Um, <laughs> yeah. like the Wendigo and stuff, which I was familiar with. And then you mentioned one that I was not familiar with, the Ravenmocker. And I kind of like, I was, I was like, what, what's a Ravenmocker? And I look it up and I was like, this would make a great creepypasta monster. Like, we got the Skinwalker, we got Wendigos, we got the new Fleshgate one. Um, whoa, whoa, that... whoa. What's a Fleshgate? <laughs> that is, that is a lot of words. It is. Not what it sounds like. Uh, it is basically a skinwalker, but not. It's kind of like a weird fusion of the Wendigo and the skinwalker. It's this, it's, it's somewhere in like south, southwest, uh, United States. Um, when people are hiking, uh, they'll notice that somebody, there's somebody else among them. That wasn't there originally. That wasn't there originally, and they'll just suddenly notice it, even though they realize, oh, you know, we've been hanging out with Gary for, uh, for the longest time. Wait, who's Gary? Wait, oh, and then know, suddenly they reveal themselves, like they their skin suddenly models or like melts a little bit, and they suddenly become these inhuman humanoid creatures. Um, I and I either run a, off. I think I read a story with a similar setup to that, but I don't think it had flesh melting. But damn, that's yeah. that's pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's no. usually like it, it, like they have some kind of like mind ability to like uh, like Implants. convince you that you are like they're they're buddy buddy with you, and then you'll either there's some kind of signifier that'll like make you sense that there's something wrong but yeah so it's and it's kind of evolved out of like the skinwalker stories and the uh the uh, wendigo stuff on the internet so it's a modern contrivance then it's not like unlike the raven mocker it's not actually rooted in myth no not as, as far as i can tell no okay it's more like something out of reddit or like the i think it's the x thread on 4chan okay yeah, yeah, the yeah. x board x yeah. x really went to crap <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is 4chan, so... Yeah. Well, like, I, I was on X for a while, and that's sort of... I always liked horror stuff, uh, just to give, like, a little background on sort of, like, my qualifications. Um, <laughs> I always liked spooky stuff um, after... Because, like, I was a scaredy-cat child, and then eventually I was like, man, forget this garbage, because I don't know if I can curse on this podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not going to be afraid of nothing no more. And so then I just really saturated myself with horror media. 
and um, desensitization. <laughs> I liked X for a long time, but then it just became like, how do I summon a succubus to touch my wiener? And it's like, oh, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So then I went to No Sleep, which pretty much then just eventually degenerated into, this is a story all about abusing children or, like, gore. It's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's bad horror, by the way, y'all. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sadly, that is common fare for creepypastas sometimes. There's still <laughs> plenty of good stuff out there, though. And yep. let's, I mean, like... Let's talk a little bit about the Ravenmocker, because I assume that's what we're here to talk about, right? Like, yes. I'm coming into this blind. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so, like, I, I tried looking for, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll look up the Ravenmocker, and then I got a hold of Noah uh, on Twitter. Um, it's like, oh, can, uh, we should uh, do a cross-podcast thing, and I'll try and find a creepypasta about Ravenmockers. And you think I could find one? My guts not is not, really. homie. So you uh, guys sent me one. Um, I'm not sure if I'm jumping on on your your bit here, but you just no. sent me one called New Roommate. Yeah, it's about a year old. It's on No Sleep. It's only got 47 <laughs> upvotes, which uh, makes me nervous. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's also got like an uh, 18 plus thing. Oh I think boy! If, if you're yeah, um, but it's not. I mean, it's not really that much. It's just like. Uh, like the girl fantasizes about the guy or something like that. And there's some nudity. That's about it. Oh, and it's multi-part. Uh, I'm looking at the bottom. It, yeah, a it's a two-parter. Two. Oh boy. Um, it, Don't do the that. rundown for for that one. Uh, if you want me just to throw like a rundown for that one, it's uh, it's basically this girl lives in a commune with her boyfriend and a bunch of other guys in Oregon, mm-hmm. and they're looking for a new roommate. Big surprise. Um, and the guy comes in. He's a mechanic from uh, from Texas, and she just becomes infatuated with him. Like, she, he just puts her under a spell with his eyes. Um, and she starts getting these weird headaches. And then, basically, they... But everybody, like, likes him and stuff like that. And she's kind of worried because she's getting in, uh, kind of infatuated with him when sh- she has a boyfriend there. And then, by the end, while they're all, like, making dinner, he goes into the kitchen to make something. Uh, and she sees him through the door cutting a lizard's head off and drinking its blood and fluids... Uh oh! And no. then she faints. Or she uh, she like has a massive like migraine or headache and faints. Uh, when he looks behind him and sees that she's uh, like she's seen a secret. Um, and then the next part is a couple of days later. She's recovered from that, and she's having this nightmare where he. It's just her and him uh, by the creek <coughs> having like uh, skin bathing or skinny dipping, and suddenly he becomes this horrible raven creature. That then starts um, sucking her blood like a vampire. <laughs> okay, so this, so what you're telling me is this story is just a vampire story that someone was like, you know, it'd be cool. Let's just stick a bird head on this vampire. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Honestly, by the end of it, uh, I was, I was almost sure this isn't really much a Ravenmocker thing. If anything, this is maybe like an alien vampire creature yeah. because he starts talking to the radio that's spouting out gibberish at what the very the, end. What the fuck? And yeah, and then by the at the very end, like she's um, it's been a couple of days because she like had like an even worse fainting spell while they were at a hot uh, at a hot spring, and no one is around. Like none of the other roommates are around except for him and her, and she's not sure what she's doing. She's just typing on this Reddit no sleep story <laughs> as an update, and that was the last we heard of her. <laughs> cool story. Yeah. So, and the only reason I, I say it's a raven, like the, uh, it's kind of a raven mocker story is because somebody commented, it's like, oh, that, this creature sounds more like a raven mocker to me. Uh, and that's basically the only Google, like, this is basically like what, why it popped up on Google search. 
Jesus. Nice. Yeah. Well, so that was the closest I could find. And aside from like the Cherokee, like some Cherokee stories and legends and stuff. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, hmm? sorry. So no, uh, I'm I just, jumping on you. This is your show. Okay. You're the host. Um, also, I, I did look, I tried looking into it a little bit further. Like I tried to see, oh, well, he, he's a mechanic from like, uh, I can't remember if it's Tulsa or something of that Texas. Yeah. So I tried looking up where that is in Texas because, um, when I looked up where like Cherokee, um, like their territories and stuff, it is kind of in Texas a little bit, but it's like so far on the, on the south, on the south north side or the, not south north side, the southwest side of, um, of Texas where the, that town is yeah. that it just didn't make sense geographically for me <clears throat> that it would be a Ravenmocker. Yeah. They're kind of. The Cherokee, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, listeners, because, like, if anything I say is actually inaccurate, please, like, call me out on that. That's, that's what I'm here for. Um, it's like North Carolina, Tennessee, and, like, South Carolina area, I believe, is where uh, the Cherokee were. So, yeah. being from, uh, North Carolina, we got to hear all about the Cherokee and all the horrible shit we white folk did to them. Yeah. Which is a lot. Uh, yeah, which is a lot. And primarily, like, the Trail of Tears and all that. So, there was a lot of that. Uh, in like social studies and stuff when I was a kid. So yeah, it was mainly like southern United States, East Coast ish, and then we forced them westward when like, you know, we took their land and all that stuff. Yeah. North Carolina, way to go. <laughs> Turns out North Carolina was the real monster all along. <laughs> it still continues to be, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk <laughs> yeah. about Ravenmocker. And so we, uh, I've, I've laid down this po- the story that doesn't really, sh- I don't know, like to me, like you guys uh, are like a little bit more familiar with the Ravenmocker stuff than I am. D- does he, does this sound like a Ravenmocker oh, at all? Nah, homie. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> That's a vampire with a bird head. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, like so he glamored somebody and then drank their blood. Nah, nah, nah. That's yeah. not what Ravenmockers do. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so we've talked about a story that isn't about a Ravenmocker, but does it, yeah, maybe you guys could uh, actually fill us in on what an actual Ravenmocker well, is. Well, Kyle is definitely the more knowledgeable of, on, on this, I would say. Definitely a little bit more than, than myself. Um, but it's a, it's like a, a Cherokee, uh, almost like a an evil Bigfoot kind of thing. Uh. A little bit. No. I'm sorry. No. It's... So, like, I'm sorry to jump on you here, Noah, but, like, a raven mocker, a lot of the terminology that gets used for it is, is like, witch, which isn't, like, to my knowledge, terribly accurate. I know it got featured on some goddamn Bigfoot show recently, but it's not a Bigfoot. Basically, it was, like, some sort of evil witch or spellcaster or like spirit that would basically exacerbate the condition of the sick so that way it could take their heart eat it and then gain their remaining years and essentially live forever so i can be like they would turn invisible and fly through the air. I mean, not while invisible. They're usually only invisible while they're eating, but they'll, like, fly through the air. Sometimes they're, like, like, but some people would say, like, balls of fire or light. And, um, the big thing about that is that, like, their caw is, like, when they fly through the air, typically they'll, like, dip down and... God, this sounds so... It's so weird to say, but so... Uh, they'll fly through the air with their wings outstretched, and when they dip through the air, like dive, they release 
a raven cry, but described as like not a common raven cry. Um, I guess it's a little more, more, uh, fearful than that. Like when a raven's afraid. And basically that cry is an omen of, of forecoming death for people in the area. Um, <clears throat> but beyond that, like they're, it's said that their bodies, like when they were, were slain were, were like, valuable regents or were easily abused by other uh witches or or spellcasters or something like that. And so that's basically what they are. They they look like old people because they live essentially forever as long as they keep eating hearts, which they don't get like the vampire benefit where they like look hot and sexy and young like that birdhead vampire we were just talking about. Their body sort of still ages, and they get, like, sallow and old and yucky looking um, as they continue to live forever. But I think that sort of just caps off at a certain point. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a skeleton. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I have. I'm, I'm interested in what this Bigfoot thing is, though. <laughs> I don't, like, yeah, um... I think that's it's sort of, like, a generic Bigfoot term, and that it's, like, a... a, a a monster in the woods kind of thing. Oh, oh, yeah. my mistake. That's me. That That's a, on me. I'm sorry. Yeah, not necessarily, not necessarily that it's like a, a Sasquatch. Assassin Squatch. Yes. Squatch. Yeah, I um, think, um, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page and, uh, it says in the mount, uh, mountain monsters is probably the reason why it's cut, uh, why it's a Bigfoot because they're saying it appears in, uh, the Raven Mocker appears in Mountain Monsters in the form of a Bigfoot, a Raven, a Wolf, a Little Girl, and a Hag called the Woman in the Woods, or what? the Woman of the Woods. What the fuck? Um, the Hag also... is the closest thing that is <laughs> yeah. accurate. Um, <laughs> I like, also, I like the intro of the very beginning of the Raven Mocker Wikipedia page is the Raven Mocker, or the Glanf Aquilisigi. I'm uh, sorry for any of our Native American are... speakers. Um, is a evil Bigfoot and the most feared of the Cherokee witches. No. <laughs> uh, I, nah. do know, I do like that in the um, the the Raven Mocker Wikipedia page at the bottom in the yeah. in fictions. Oh, yeah. Uh, is this the Walker Texter Rangers episode? <laughs> yep. Yes. A Raven Mocker is the chief antagonist in Evil in the Night, episode 57 of Walker Texas Ranger. Oh, man, I wish that we had watched this episode in preparation, because oh. I've never actually seen that show. But I pulled up that page, and apparently it's a it's a medicine man with the ability to cause hallucinations. <laughs> you, you know, that could be an episode we could do later, where we all basically do a <laughs> a rundown of that single episode. <laughs> was Walker Texas Ranger? I thought Walker Texas Ranger was just Chuck Norris kicking in the teeth of like evil so oil. I mean, that's shit. pretty much what it is. Like, I, I remember watching it when I was a kid in the '90s, and it was just like, yeah, it's just him being a sh uh, a uh, a sheriff or like a not sheriff, a, a rain Texas Ranger in Dallas, yeah. um, dealing with like uh, usually it's like thugs or drugs, uh, like. Uh, and like that kind of like like crime in Dallas, basically. Yeah. Um, we might be wrong though, because this thing <laughs> pulled a Baywatch Nights, and now he's kicking up demon teeth. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, that sounds sick. Spinoff series: Walker Texas Rangers Trial by Fire and Sons of Thunder. Oh my god! Sons of Thunder. <laughs> so this is now the Walker Texas Rangers podcast. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, hi, welcome to it. That's another venture we're starting. But um. Yes. So, like, the only story that I really have related to Ravenmockers 
It's from this book. Um, it's called Myths of the Cherokee. Um, it's it's very, very old, but at archive.org, there is a digital version of it. Um, I was fortunate enough that uh, a library near me had it when I was younger, so I got to read it there in their, their collection. Um, <clears throat> sorry. But in that, basically, the only story that's really written about it, because there's very, very little information on indigenous like monsters and things like that i mean i have a feeling that that whitey is to blame for that as well yeah um but basically the story is it's like a young hunter is out and he's like a long distance from his town and he really just needs a place to sleep before he he you know sleeps in the the harsh environs around him um, and there's no settlement within within range that he's going to make it to that night. So he knows about a cabin where an old man and an old woman are st- would like live, almost homesteading. And he goes there. No one's there. He curls up in the corner of the house, which like first up, dog, you're that's B and E. Like you just broke in and now you're <laughs> squatting in this old people's house. Um, and so as he tries to like sleep inconspicuously there without being spotted, um, there's a the cry of a of a raven. And then an old man enters and, you know, like, kindles the fire very lowly. And as he's waiting and trying not to be seen, uh, there's another cry of a raven. And then the old woman enters. And at this point, he knows that they're raven mockers. Um, and he thinks that the old man knows that he's there because once that cry echoes out, the old man says, like, something along the lines of, like, now my wife is coming. Uh, almost kind of a warning to the young man, uh, so he just sort of kept very quiet and hid in the corner, and then the old man and his wife start to have a conversation about, like, luck that they had while while out, um, and the old woman's like, no, I didn't have any luck, there were too many doctors watching, but, like, that's more of a reference to, uh, like, medicine, um, which is, you know, like, the, the, the medicine man word that gets thrown around, um, mm-hmm. But medicine more really refers to not just healing craft, but also sort of uh, force of spirit. It's not like medicine in the the modern era's exact interpretation of like pills here from Left 4 yeah. Dead. Um, <clears throat> but so the only way to kill a Raven Mocker for some short context in like the original one is to see the Raven Mocker when... It is, like, being a raven mocker, I guess is the best way to describe it, because they're invisible when they're basically haranguing sick people, um, and they, like, can throw them around, and no one really sees their friend getting thrown around. But as long as you have strong enough medicine, this, this like, strong enough training and force of spirit and things like that, you can see a raven mocker. So... In this context, doctor means, you know, like a, a healer with enough medicine to see them. And if you see a Ravenmocker, it dies in seven days. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what like, dunzo, sunzo. It, it has to die. Like the, the con, like the auspices of the death are kind of vague just on my end because I don't have the information for that. I couldn't find anything about like if they just up and die, like Final Destination style, or if it's like they have to kill themselves. But, um, so anyway, the young man's sleeping there. They're, they haven't had any luck. Turns out the guy did have luck, the old man, and he pulls out a human heart, <laughs> and he puts it on a spit, and then they start to roast the human heart over the fire. Um, and then the old woman 
thinks that he hears the young man when, like, his heart starts to beat faster because he's, you know, hanging out with raven mockers. Um, but the old man's real chill about it, and he, like, deflects, and he deflects, and he deflects. Um, they eventually spot him. He pretends to be asleep. Uh, the old man goes over to shake him while the wife hides the heart because they don't want to be found out. Um, and then the, the guy, like, pantomimes waking up, like, Oh, I'm so tired. Let me rub my eyes. Um, and they're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, you, you're staying here tonight then. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I fell asleep forever ago. And so he keeps his mouth shut. He leaves the next day after a meager breakfast of, like, corn. They say they haven't had a meal in a long time. The old man gives him a charm, which he then throws in the river. Um, not really sure the significance of that. Um, but he, you know, he, he tells him not to talk about what he saw last night. He gets to the settlement. He talks about what he saw that night. And it takes them seven days to make it back to the house. At which point, when they enter the house, both of the Ravenmockers are dead. And they just burn the place to the ground with them inside. Huh. Wait. <clears throat> what? So... Because he saw them, they were basically, it was like the ring thing, like seven days, and they were just screwed. Like, it's not constant looking, or not constant, like, vigilance? I think within, like, the confine of this story, it was more a matter of he saw them openly discussing being raven mockers and, like, Uh. about to eat a human heart and he knew that they were raven mockers and i think that's what triggered it so like they weren't invisible and feeding at the moment like when they're invisible they they mess with you uh they don't let you rest and then when you die they rip your heart out of your chest but it doesn't leave a mark but the heart is missing from the body and then they eat that um so they weren't invisible and feeding, but they were still feeding. So I think that's a technicality. I think these Ravenmockers got goosed on a technicality. Aw, <laughs> oh, shucks. Aw, oh, beans. <laughs> huh. So yeah, that's, that's the only story I've really found found. Yeah, and that's that's like basically a, an older legend or story. Yeah. Um, it, which, it, I mean, still, it, it works, too, because... Yeah. It's not terribly modern. Also, apparently, they can turn into balls of fire. Yeah, which, I mean, rational. Like, I mean, for um, again, like for like uh, uh, like the olden days, like mythology and stuff like that. I could see that being like maybe the explanation for ball lightning. Oh, did you see that that post on Tumblr too? That ball lightning, like straight up, that shit's magic. If I if I didn't know, we don't know where ball lightning even comes from. That's magic, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think that particular video of like. The ball lightning in like the woods. I think that was actually a um, a power line. Oh jeez! Oh damn it! <laughs> that was a... behind them uh... because I've seen other videos with like uh like a stick or something on like an active power line like catching fire and like arcing and like uh, making plasma. Oh yeah. man! Uh, plasma I have arc. not seen this by the way. <laughs> um, we'll have to we'll have to find it for you. My wife yeah, sent it I'll... to me before. It's sick. Nice. Yeah, like it's it's somebody like looking out their their front door. And just seeing the this road, fire. and there's like some trees, but then you just hear like the super loud noise, and you see this light, like it <laughs> looks like a lightning flash, but it just goes across like this low line in these behind oh these trees. Yeah, if I saw that, I'm not gonna lie. If I saw that and like heard that, I was like, oh shit, there's a raven mocker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm for dead sure. Now. <laughs> just, um, yeah. Also, I'm seeing some. I'm on um. NativeAmericanAntiquity.blogspot.com. Uh, 
Thanks. looking at how medicine men deal dealt with a raven mocker, and it talks about how um, they could make like a uh, like a tea that would allow them to see the natural form of a of a raven mocker. Um, huh. That was apparently some sort of exotic brew where algae collected from rocks and mountain stream, phosphorescent wood, uh, and two types of insect plants, so cordyceps, oh, God. would allow you to have enough hallucinatory properties to um, see a raven mocker. Sick. Nice. So you get real, real high. And <laughs> you can just see some shit. Yeah. Then you can kill raven mockers by looking at them. That, um, yeah, there's there's even mention of an individual who whose medicine was very, very strong, and they would just go out and uh, kill raven mockers for sport. Um, it, funny enough, it was, um, you mentioned before, um, uh, I'm, I'm definitely butchering this, but I, I, so like, I apologize in advance, uh, but, uh, but I believe it's, uh, Gunskalski, um, was a person with strong medicine who just went around and purportedly killed several raven mockers just by, just by peeping them. So just basically like a, like a witch hunter kind of thing. Yeah, kind of, uh, which that is just the coolest stuff. I love, 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 love shit like that. Nice. I just, I'm just curious, like, what's up with the seeing a raven mocker makes it die kind of aspect of it? Like, I, I guess maybe it was an attempt to, because like, the medicine man or woman would have to keep vigil. And just yeah. sort of watch the sick. And I guess that maybe was a way to explain the necessity for having the doctors stay there the whole night. Um, and just sort of keep watch. Because that would be enough to scare the Ravenmocker away. Um, so I don't know. That's that's my best guess. Like reverse engineering the, the myth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Um... <clears throat> So you want to try and and uh, try and make a creepy pasta out of the yeah the like because like like I said we like there's like Wendigos are all that like creepy pastas for those are out there um, like skinwalk skinwalkers although I think like we during the spring we actually did a bunch of like skinwalker stories and I found out that all really only one of them made like actually was a skinwalker story. Um, because, uh, with skinwalkers, um, when I was looking at it, like researching the actual like legends and stuff, it's actually kind of taboo to talk about them, uh, among the Navajo people, um, because you never know who's going to be a skinwalker. Cause it's essentially, uh, a, an, an evil shaman or like witch, um, that seeks revenge. Basically it's a vengeful witch or s- evil spirit that takes the form of a person. Oh, that's that's interesting. I assume so, most of the the stories that aren't actually about skinwalkers were just doing like the supernatural TV show thing, where it's like, uh, yeah, basically that, and then that's how we got Flesh Gates. Essentially, is because <laughs> I, those stories became Flesh Gates. All right, because it, okay, so when I say Flesh Gate, by the way, it's who flesh and this then it's word. G, it's G A I T, as in oh, gate, walk. as in skinwalker. As okay. In, because yeah. I'm imagining, like, a Final Fantasy demon wall situation 
Where it's like, see, I've, I have like a like a Doom Doom Two kind of vibe <laughs> in my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible name is the important thing. Like, no, I know. And we made we made fun of it during it. our one episode because it was I literally chose the story because it was called that. <laughs> so there's Skinwalkers, Flesh Gates, Epidermis, Tiptoers, Riders. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's just it's yeah all the scalp uh, scalp crawlers. <laughs> yeah, well, actually that sounds like a pretty creepy thing. A scalp um, crawler could be cool. It's like a hand that like when you're asleep, it comes from <laughs> under your headboard and like grips the the scalp Whoa. of your hair, like Whoa. uh that uh poster for Friday uh Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, kind oh, of. But I oh see more of it like a crawling claw, sort of disembodied spectrally hand. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, like looking around online, like you can't really find anything for the Raven Mocker as a creepypasta, which are short internet stories that get copied and pasted, right? Yeah. Um, okay. and so I, I, I came up with some ideas and if you guys have any ideas, by all means, sh- sh- um, like I would like to hear them too. Um, but yeah, my first one was, uh, I actually started writing one based off of, um, a drive home from work one night, <laughs> uh, because, um, I live in a fairly, uh, wooded area. So, um, and I wear, I work with like night shifts and stuff. So driving home from, uh, like it's about 20 minute drive out like along, uh, a, a, a country road and you're always on the vigilant to make sure like a deer doesn't cross you or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like and that up there I, too. So yeah. And, um, I had one night where, um, I was looking for the, on the side of the road, but I should have been looking at the, at the front, uh, like ahead of me, because I had to brake really hard as a deer was already on the road. It, it just like basically showed up in my headlights. Damn. Um, and I didn't realize what it was until like the lights were on them, and then I broke hard and luckily didn't hit it. But shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so there's that. And then I remember the, the there was like a couple of weeks ago I was like basically taking the, like an, an extra couple of hours on the night shift. And I really wasn't feeling very good and like ill and stuff. And I was like, I really should be home. I shouldn't have taken this over, uh, this, uh, extra, the, the extra couple of hours. And so when I got to doing the Ravenmonger stuff, I was like, oh, I can combine these two stories and just replace the deer with the Ravenmonger. <laughs> okay. Uh, like an old, like an old, like the old, like character, like an old woman or something like that on the road at the, uh, with this guy driving, uh, from work when he's like got like the flu or something. And then. Or he's been like maybe on like a a, a long ass road trip or something like that. And yeah, because um, I've recently been out to a couple of places, mainly Missouri, meeting some friends of ours actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, driving through Appalachia, uh, like as it's getting to be night and stuff like that, can get pretty creepy. And you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's got the whole sort of Cherokee connection and everything like that. Something like. Out in like the Great Smoky Mountains or something like that. I'm into it. I'm into this. I can yeah. get in on this. Okay, so yeah. what if? <clears throat> so we're going with like the the sort of more more classic, almost Japanese style of unfortunate thing happens to in like a person that doesn't deserve to be punished. Yeah, basically, Not and like then the they modern... encounter something. Right? Okay, so what if? We combine this a little bit more. We take it to the next step. So let's let's make our protagonist a very good person, um, almost foolishly so. And maybe he's driving, he's driving, he's driving, and the old woman appears in the headlights. Right? Yeah. We maintain that he stops. The old woman's okay. 
he gets out to like, because like it's a human being, it's not just a deer. So he gets out and yeah. he asks if she's okay, and she's like, "Oh no, my car broke down, you know, a couple miles. I've been walking for a while now just to see if I could find somebody." So he decides to give her a ride. So mm-hmm. now we have that classic Americana hitchhiker fear mixed oh, yeah. with this, and that'll give the Ravenmocker more time to sort of progress the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where should we go from there. Uh, like maybe when like he gets to a certain point, like where like they get to where the car is supposed to be and there isn't one, mm-hmm. and then he's, I could almost see like he's like, oh, that's weird. Like you said, you sure this is where? And he looks over and she's gone or she's in, she's like just vanished. And there's like a light <laughs> far in the distance yeah. of the wood, like that fire yeah, kind yeah. of flight. Okay, so then like a like a Saint Elmo's fire kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. So sundown, sun up. What happens to our poor, unfortunate protagonist? Uh, maybe it's sort of, um, it obviously goes into the woods looking or trying to follow whatever this light is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want to keep it in the confines of one night, or do we want to stretch it out? Um, I was, I was thinking of like a, a one night kind of thing. Okay. okay. I can buy into um, that. So kind of almost like a dead by dawn kind of angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, Goes looking for it and maybe finds like some. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I was thinking like uh, stumbling upon like the Ravenmocker's like den, yeah, kind of thing. Okay, uh, like maybe, either like a shack or some kind of like I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's a little too cliche, but like a cabin <laughs> in the woods. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe or uh, instead of going to the car, he could be taking the the old woman home. Okay, so yeah. now we're also kind of pulling in that La La Rona kind of thing, the the hitchhiking woman in white. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I I keep kind of thinking of like a taking her home and then kind of getting stuck there. Okay. As, okay. As so the like his car stops. stalks him. Yeah. Okay. So like I, it kind of goes from the hitchhiker story to almost like a, a haunted house kind of story. Okay. So. Because when it comes to stories of disease, I kind of like the like the direct comparison we can draw between like a disease's incubation and sort of mm. staggering over time a story. So what if okay. not only is it like a, a story about being trapped there, but just like he's beginning to feel so tired that like it's not safe to drive so maybe he does what our what our hunter friend does in the in the original story and he decides to sleep it off in there and see if maybe he'll feel better the next day that yeah. sort of gives us more time cuz i believe that horror can be done in the daylight it just has to be done well yeah okay okay how about how about um he goes to drop the old lady off or like goes to get gas and drops the old lady off at her car and then he starts seeing the lights later okay as he's okay. getting tired directing him sort of to the house okay um and that's where he stays and then oh like, dude he's a bed and breakfast oh oh that works yeah yeah God. old people run bed and breakfast that's 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 perfect yeah. and then uh, the next like when he goes to sleep and like wakes up the next morning he actually feels even worse than yeah. he did yeah and yeah. um Okay, I love that. I love that a lot. And so now he's reliant on the old woman who runs the bed and breakfast to yeah. go into town and get him medicine because he can't drive. Yeah. So he's basically just 
kind of trapped in this cab or in this, in this uh, bed and breakfast. And then maybe she like, yeah, she does leave and like takes his car. And then he's basically just like wandering around and then kind of discovering like some hor- the horrible truth about a whole thing, the whole thing. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Meanwhile, also being like sick as hell. So like, he's also not sure if he's hallucinating things. So okay, so have either of you ever been so sick that you get delirious and like oh. hear and see things? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I got sick really bad on vacation one time, like to the point where like, hand to God, I heard like orcish ass urukai war drums <laughs> oh, like Jesus. bellowing, and that so like the the sickness of of hallucination and like doubting the validity of what you're hearing I think should be where we get this the horror for this story from like the what's real what's not sort of horror yeah yeah because I've definitely had like instances like usually with the flu mm. where I'm just like sitting there or like like lying on like the couch or something like that and I just feel like there's something else in the room with me or like a sound like almost like muted sounds that aren't mm-hmm. there oh yeah yeah, that could be really bad. <laughs> okay, so then what is the... So what sort of hallucinations... Because some of the hallucinations, I feel like, should be just that. And some of the things should be real. So yeah. how do we want to sort of breach this subject? Like, what's um, the first thing hmm. that's wrong? Well, she's she's gone to go get medicine. And I think there's, there's definitely going to be stuff that has to happen while she's out, and then maybe some stuff happens when she comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not quite sure what could happen in between them, but one thing that just came to my mind is, like, she's making him food, and, like, he spies on her, and he sees things that, like, a normal person should be eating, like, parts of somebody or something like that. Yeah. Like, there's the obvious, like, kind of, like, heart being thrown into a stew or something like that. Um... Or to make it a little bit more modern, like have her putting a heart in a a blender. So what if, and just follow me here for one second, what if we do the heart thing? And I like the heart in a blender because we're making a heart soup. (laughs) But what if, like, the old woman turns into the skid of this questioning, right? Like, the heart's of an, based on sort of how we start describing it, it's of an indeterminate size because, like, things in the main character's vision sort of warble and grow and shrink okay. a little bit because yeah. of the okay, fever. Yeah. And she plays it off as a cow heart. And maybe, because cow heart's good for you. And yeah. maybe it actually is a cow heart. Because we don't know. Because the soup's delicious. Because the question is, do we want like, what's the Ravenmocker's motive? Is the Ravenmocker somehow, like, is it Wendigo rules here? Because uh, in any myth I've read, we don't know how Ravenmockers are made. Is it like Wendigo rules here? Like oh. Once you partake of the human heart, you yourself become a Ravenmocker, or is it like a birthing thing where like you're born a Ravenmocker? Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, it could be like almost like she wa- she's trying to like build up her. Um, I was about to say coven, but um, <laughs> but that's more like Western stuff. Um, but like maybe like trying to build in like build a, like a, a small like trying to add a, add a, like to like their population maybe. Okay. Okay. So then, I don't know if this is too much of a stretch. So what if instead of getting medicine, um, on like the second day, once he continues to get worse and like the cow heart soup doesn't work, she gets a doctor, right? And the doctor mm-hmm. is an old man. And the twist of the story is, is more than just 
that the old woman is a Ravenmocker. Maybe she is an old woman, and it was a cow heart, and it turns out that the situation is getting exacerbated by the house visits of Dr. Ravenmocker. Oh, nice. <laughs> so well, like, That's good. Yeah, so it turns so, out that the old woman wasn't actually the one. It was just, but it's the person that she's bringing in. Exactly. And the fire was the, the doctor who was in the area, and he just was like, okay, like, I'm hungry. I need a meal. This guy's got the cold. Let's get him to that bed and breakfast. Yeah. That works. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the, the woman's so. basically just, like, not even in the know. She's just basically uh, the unfortunate bait for mm-hmm. more yeah, and more she's, victims. She's got some, some old timey, like, um, you know, homeopathic remedies and things like that that's supposed to make you better, but it's and that kind of throws the story off of like, making you think it's her, and then yeah. the doctor gets introduced and it's kind of back and forth kind of thing. And we're already like stuck on it being her, so the doctor might be able to fly under the radar for a while until we want to start casting that doubt. Yeah. And I mean, we could even have like hints like uh, it's, oh yeah, like uh, we've we've had people in the past that like this. I I've done this before, and like so you think that like she's been doing this for a while, and but the the people always leave with the doctor, mm. like when they get because they get worse. The doctor so he has to break her into t- they have to bring them into town. Yeah. Oh oh, you have a heart murmur. We have to take care of this. <laughs> oh, yes, hell yes, exactly. hell yes. I'll take you to the clinic. <laughs> yeah. And oh God, and then fly like, you to the hospital. <laughs> or I was I was gonna say like that like the clinic is his lair like it's actually yeah. like uh, add like a little bit more to like the modern uh the, like give a modern twist to it like his pra- the practice is his like family of of Raven mockers that they do like across like a couple of counties or states oh hell yes oh, so there's like yes. a, a Raven mocker like medical Conspiracy. network. <laughs> What, Almost like a, a Knights Black Agents kind of thing. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, hell <laughs> yes. All right, so we're making basically just a Knights Black Agent scenario. <laughs> yeah, we really are. Well, well, well before we get into that, yeah. because that's definitely something that should happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, ultimately, do we want our our hero to get out of it, or is it just bad things all the time for... And then basically bad end kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I don't know. What do you guys want? Hmm. I... I suppose it depends on how we're posing the story. Are we doing this like as uh, somebody's like report? <laughs> no, yeah, like an I account hate that... first person shit. <sighs> yeah, I and, hate and it. It's creepypastas. So they they creepypastas do it a lot, and you can you can sometimes pull it off. Like, but some but most of the time it you you're like, well, I know this guy's gonna survive because it's first person. Yeah, yeah, like, and then suddenly, but then suddenly, I'll get like a story, like the one I did actually at the time of this recording, last week, uh, last week's recording, we did one that was basically like, I thought was a report, and then by the end, the person was literally just doing batshit insane things. Like it turned out they were a vector the whole time, and I don't understand how, why, what their goal was in documenting this, aside from just being a first-person perspective story. <laughs> yeah, like. The first yeah, person perspective I, either ends with the obvious survival or it ends with like the, and then the last thing I saw was the axe coming to fuck my head up. It's like, how did you write this? And now dog? I'm a ghost typing the yep. story. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate that shit. I hate yeah, it. I mean, I'm writing a story currently in the first person, which <laughs> I did as more as a challenge, but it's certainly mm-hmm. not a horror story that ends with like, and then I was the demon. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's better when, we just have we like we just have like an ominous uh, writer. It's certainly like a Third smoother person. story ride. Yeah, 
um, to follow and then to like finish off with because other because then you leave the audience like guessing the whole way if the character is going to survive or not. Yeah, third person okay. horror I think is better for tension building. Yeah, I've actually had a couple on the show that have been second person perspective, and that's weird. <laughs> oh God, you <laughs> enter the place where the demon. Yeah, is. it's like. It, it, it was there's it was like a, a one called Eleven Miles, and it was basically um, not quite a ritual pasta, like, okay. but it was a story where you the character you, you the the reader are following this road to find like and you have to go through these eleven mile challenges to uh, to basically get like your greatest reward at the end, uh. um, and then the ending is just like now you finished the eleven miles and you've gotten your reward, but is there something else you want? You're already done the, the you've already done the eleven miles the first time. Surely you can get through it again. Um, and that's how the story ends. It's just like ah, yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. I'm reading it right now. This is written like some of the worst holders creepypastas that spawned X that I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, I mean like it's um, it's perfectly well written, but please don't write in second person. Yeah, actually, it's, it's I, a I, for, very like, difficult thing to do and. <laughs> You have yeah. to be very careful about what you're writing about. Yeah. 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 And they, I think even on the creepypasta.wiki, they, they even, in their like, how to write creepypastas, they're like, please don't do second person. It can be done, but it usually is done poorly. <laughs> yeah. Most, most second person stories are usually like, um, friggin', uh, choose your own adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like the one Greg Stolze book, uh, for unknown armies that's in second person. Oh, really? Yeah, his uh, his book You Y O U, that is a second person right? story, and it's it's like a an introductory kind of thing to unknown armies. Did Stolze pull it off though? Uh, I haven't. I have not read it, but everybody that I know that has read it says that it's really good and it works very well. So huh. yeah, for, so like that's the exception to the yeah. rule, and, and usually, and this is such an elitist asshole thing to say, and I apologize. <laughs> I don't mean to sound that way, but like. Usually, if you're writing something, like, you are not the exception. You are the rule. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, like, when you're writing, it usually you need a lot more, like, for that kind of story, you also need a lot more edit, like, a lot more editing needs to be involved so oh, yeah. you can yep. make sure that it is good. And unfortunately, with creepypastas, we usually get, at best, second, third drafts. Yeah. And at worst, like, I wrote the story in the, like, as I was posting it. Oh, man. And, yeah. like, and, I mean, like, that's fine for, like, getting critique and, like, writing and some of that, because I am, like, emotion, like, at least half the time, like, I think people do post those things to get that, but sometimes they just post it thinking it's the greatest thing, and then they get angry when somebody tries to critique it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how much of this podcast is writing <laughs> advice, but definitely, like, be willing to be critiqued because that's how you grow. And it yeah. sucks and it hurts sometimes, and a lot of people are dicks about it. But it, it oftentimes, constructive criticism is exactly that, and it's not haters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, surprisingly, actually, we've gotten, like, authors of stories that we've done, and they've, like, oh, uh, oh my god, thank you for writing the story, or, or for reading the story, and, uh, like, I'm, I'm taking your advice to heart, and stuff like that, and I was like, 
did you, did you listen to the the podcast episode we did? We oh. we ripped right into your story. Oh no! Now I feel now I feel bad because I said mean things. <laughs> yeah, like and, and we've we've not really gotten a whole lot of like angry authors, but like we've gotten a couple of, like comments um from people who have read the stories and like, oh my god, this is a grid story. Why are you ripping into it and stuff? All right, but then we have the authors that are usually like, yeah, like the, the authors that have responded have been pretty like positive pretty for. Because we, we do rip into stories because we, we take them. Have you done, like, a Jeff the Killer episode? Episode 2 of, okay. our, epi- of our series, like, three <laughs> years ago. I'm going to listen to that because I don't <laughs> fucking get uh, so it. So It's bad. <laughs> okay, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, that's that's a terrible story. Anyway, I feel like yeah. maybe back to it, because I'm getting yeah, distracted to... by an ad on this 11 Miles page, which has a Transformer <laughs> that has a full human beard, and that's upsetting me very much. Okay. Yeah. So I want to get back to the Ravenmocker. Yeah, but let's go back to the Ravenmocker, the uh, Dr. Ravenmocker, which I think should actually be the title of this. Oh, okay. Or, so no, I guess, no, I guess, oh shoot, it can't be Dr. Ravenmocker, because that gives away the whole plot. Dr. Yeah, like, R.M. Oh, yeah. DRM, uh, digital rights mappers. <laughs> so, so we've got the the basic start and like the middle and everything, but yeah, um, yeah, we need to figure. Out we have to figure out like some more hallucinatory things that happen while he's in the bed and breakfast. Um, how about like like he starts seeing the silhouettes of people, yeah. like kind of almost like shadow people, like out of the corner of his eye, and then they start coming into the forefront of his vision. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of lot of phantom noises. The sounds, yeah. of... You know what? The lot of like a like a sick ward thing. Yeah, like, it starts with like yeah. a single cough, but then like as he walks through the halls, shuffling to get to the bathroom, he starts to hear like not quite cacophonous and overwhelming, but just like coughing coming from each and every room. Yeah. Uh, coughing, maybe some as it goes on, those start to turn into like crow calls. Oh, oh de- yeah. definitely a lot of crow yeah. calls. Yeah, that's got to be uh, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously sees of... some some ravens yeah yeah uh maybe one day like he's like goes back to his room and there's like a a, a black large a large black feather on his pillow okay. or like underneath his pillow or something like a charm of some kind love it oh maybe so... he has to like scare away a crow that's sitting on his like open windowsill yeah and, and it won't let him <laughs> sleep it's, yeah, it's... No. so then one night while he's sleeping, he feels like a pressure around his heart, like oh. kind of like a gripping. And when he wakes up, uh, like, you know, the gripping <laughs> recedes, and it's sort of that, like, not quite sleep paralysis, night terror wake up kind of thing. Yeah. But he yeah, still yeah, yeah. has trouble falling asleep because <laughs> he feels like there's someone in the room watching him. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and um, here's the thing there is, and it's the Ravenmocker. Yeah, of course. Um, and then, so like, or maybe, he's like, he's got, like, just enough medicine that he can sense. The Ravenmocker, but he can't actually see it. Yeah, yeah, the main character is determined. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I guess since the medicine we're sort of talking about is kind of nebulous. Also, I think I want to come out ahead on this one. I don't want the main character to be Cherokee. Yeah, no, of course not. Like, yeah, that feels a little. That feels super ham fisted and, like, not super cool to, you know, native indigenous peoples like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying i want him to be a white boy but i am saying that like i don't want to fucking have a goddamn cherokee character and then name him like shadow moon or something oh god no 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 like that's Um, terrible i think i think i I named the character in my story jj just because i i knew i knew like 
Well, I, I based the character loosely off of a, uh, just like, just for a name, um, some, like a hillbilly guy I knew <laughs> named JJ. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, any sort of descriptions of the main character should be very nebulous, just so it can be, yeah. uh, you can let the person fill in the blanks. It's a, yeah. it's a pants character. I don't even think we yeah. need to gender him. Like, anybody can yeah. slip on this character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so there's our so yeah, hallucinations. Hallucinations. I, I do like actually. There's one thing about the uh, hallucinations at night. Like he thinks he's he like the somebody's in the room or something like that, and maybe he like catches a glint of like eyes in like the corner, and then he like says something, and a raven comes out of the shadows or something and exits the the room, like goes through, through the, the window, window or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Through the open window. Yeah, kind of like that Rasputin scene in uh, Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm nice. into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, another actually idea, uh, I know, like, this is a separate idea for, like, a Ravenmocker story. Um, kind of taking it from the, uh, the fireball aspect, or, like, the, the fact that he, they appear as, like, a fireball in the sky, or, like, and then with the craw, the, the weird cawing sound. Um, UFO Watcher, mistaken UFO. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, definitely. Take, like, somewhere in the night, sometime in the 90s or 80s or something like that. Um, even, or even nowadays, uh, I'm not entirely sure how big Saucer Watch stuff is now, but, yeah, like there's a lot of it's, sightings of like balls of fire, um, or like, like that. Yeah, like lights in the sky at night. Um, yeah, and weird it's definitely sounds. not as as big a thing now as it yeah. was in like the '90s. But yeah, um, yeah, we could definitely go that route with it, where it's um, and it's not actually like aliens or anything. Like that. It's just basically mistaken identity, like because of the trends of that period. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so into you it. can have like like a, a saucer watch crew chasing down like. Ball lightning that turns out to be a raven mocker, and then oh, they all get eaten or something. That'd be such a good one. <laughs> or there's somebody among, like, some new guy on their team. Um, and he's a flesh like, king. <laughs> no, no. Well, I was thinking, like, it's like the fireball and this guy are never in the same room, but we, like, don't, like, we try to, like, keep that hidden until, like, the last bit of the story. <laughs> yeah. Um,. It turns into Fleshgate versus Ravenmock. Oh god! Oh yes. My new sci-fi. <laughs> it's gonna be like Chase. Oh god! It's gonna be like uh, Jack or Jeff the Killer versus Jane the Killer all over again. Oh god! That, so, that's a thing. Fucking! I I'm on the Eleven Miles thing again, and I clicked on <laughs> Fleshgate because like literally it was like most recent comment Fleshgate. So I'm gonna read this terrible thing later. Um, actually, okay, Fleshgate actually isn't that bad though. Really? Um, it's actually, yeah, it's fair, it's fairly competently written. Um, it's just very long. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, there's um, an hour long, like, reading of, reading it, so. of it. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, anyway. The, yeah. So, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> the story. The story. So, um, the doctor comes yeah. after we get a healthy amount of, of hallucinations. Um, uh-huh. offers to take him better, into town to go to the clinic. So, how do we end it? Like, like that's that's I, I the most of, important thing. We have to stick the landing because so few stories do. How about for like kind of as an ending, like maybe like a, a nebulous kind of ending, or like kind of a oh like dun dun dun. Um, the, the guy is taking the doctor's taking the guy into town to his clinic, but then he passes the clinic and goes down an old road to the to like an old um hosp- like abandoned hospital. Hmm. Like oh yeah no that was my clinic. This is my clinic. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that you can do too... something like that, or um, 
Maybe just maybe just out into the woods. Yeah, just yeah, it just like goes yeah, just doesn't even make it to into town, just basically drives down another road. Ooh, how about he takes him out into the woods and like like the guy's so sick he can like barely even walk, so the the doctor just hoists him like like fireman carries him <laughs> out into like a spot in the woods and like as the guy's like he's coming in and out of like consciousness when he finally like kind of wakes up he's in like a kind of clearing in like the middle of the woods and just like the the trees are just filled with ravens oh god okay and they go into like a a clearing or something yeah i want to play in this in this space that you have created just now because i was thinking that maybe it just goes to the clinic we tuck them in and that's that but i like this idea now with this additional detail he puts the Ravenmocker puts the main character down in a cot and tucks him in because he has to kill him when he's sleeping. Like that's their whole thing. So he's yeah. gonna make him very comfortable in this little place, and then he's gonna rip his heart out. And so we just need that strong, punchy ending. And I like how weird this cot thing is. It's I don't know. It's so out of place. So is the cot like in the in the woods or oh, is it in the... it's it's like a pristine perfect cot in the middle of the woods. Oh, and at this I, point I, we I, don't know if this is a hallucination or not. Yeah. I almost feel like um uh oh jeez. I kind of want to go like it's not just a cot, it's like a full on bed. Okay. Out in the middle of the woods. Just in the I middle was of the woods. Hospital yeah. cot, but there is an allure to like a king size, like a California. Yeah, like king. a full on like four poster bed yeah. out in the middle of the woods. Um, just but straight no, yeah, I think, like, I've um, got to be dreaming about this. Holy crap! I do think uh, him being laid down on like a table, or and then he's like hallucinating. <laughs> it's a cot to a bed or something like that. Like every time he looks, he kind of like looks at it as he's like about to fall asleep. It kind of changes into something. Yeah. Okay. And he's not quite sure. Like it could just be a big pile of leaves, hmm. um, or like a st- or like a very large like stump of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, or a slab of stone if we want to go a little bit like like an altar of some kind. Uh, yeah, you could do something like that. But I think mm-hmm. I think the 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 bed like the yeah the, yeah, the like, hospital bed or like stretcher mm-hmm. kind of thing out in the middle of the woods would be good. Hmm. Uh, maybe. I hate to go like the the see the the abandoned hospital isn't terrible just because it kind of gives an example of like it's a it, it is a little bit of a on the nose for my <laughs> it is it's a little, I was I don't want to say cliche but it's a little cliche no yeah it, it's a trope it, abandoned like going to a, like yeah. being taken to an abandoned place or something because like I like that the Raven Mocker is one of the creatures that's hiding in plain sight yeah mm-hmm. you know I'm very into that so oh, uh, another idea is like uh, so he's Put on this, like, um, yeah. Um, uh, just another idea I had for, like, maybe his hallucinations of the bed and stuff is that, like, he's brought out to the, the woods into that clearing and, like, the birds, like, the crows or the ravens are all, like, surrounding him, like, in the trees and, like, all around. Um, and then he's put on the, um, it's, it's a hospital bed. He's put on there. And as he's looking around, like, his head's kind of swimming, his vision's, like, kind of blurring a bit. He starts seeing, like, he's seeing, like, all the birds in the, in the trees. And then suddenly the birds in the trees, like for a brief moment or something, almost look like a observation uh, doctor's room. Yeah, oh, doctor's hell observation room. Yes. Uh, Ooh, that was, that's good. And yeah. but like all the all the birds are still there, but they're all like a little bit larger, maybe, or maybe they are just all like, suddenly all become like people. Old. I, I like uh, or like lost souls. <laughs> he could be put down on like the the bed altar kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like high noon, 
so the light, like, the light from the sun is, like, directly over him, so he's having, like, a really hard time, like, focusing. Yeah. So it goes in between, like you said, like... Um, the sun and the observation light. Uh, sun yeah. and observation light, yeah. and the crows go from, or the ravens go in between being birds and then being people kind of thing. Here, and I, I almost want... Um, this might be, like, a thing if this were to be, like, a video kind of thing, but you hear, like, the crowing sound, but none of the birds are, like, opening their mouths, and it's actually the raven mocker making the noise. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Here is, here is my one my one touch that I really want. I want every pillow in this entire uh, story to be a feather pillow, like a down mm-hmm. pillow. I feel like that's a really important <laughs> touch. But yeah. here's, here is the one thing that I want... Because I, I have a feeling we're moving towards a very weird, ambiguous ending. Like, yeah. I don't think we're going to reveal the, the, what happens to this character. It's kind of an interpretation on your own. But here is the unsettling detail that I want at the last thing. When he gets laid down onto the operating table, maybe bed, maybe altar, beneath his head, he feels another feather pillow. And maybe one of his closing thoughts is, why would they have a feather pillow in an operating room? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I think that's that's probably the good place that's, to, to that's close it. That's basically where to close it, yeah. Um, I think when he's being taken to uh, wherever he is going, we don't actually see if it's um, a hospital or not. Yeah. Like he's being, like, the doctor loads him into, like, his old-timey, uh, like, ambulance Hoop-y. or something like that. Yeah. Something big that he can lay out, like, stretch out in. Yeah. Um, it's actually a hearse. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like the uh, the uh, old Cadillac ambulances, like the one they use in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Those also used to be used for hearses, just because of like how they were they were designed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something like that, and he's being taken to like he thinks it's a hospital, but he's not quite sure, and like he gets glimpses of trees and glimpses of buildings and things like that. But he's so in and out of it that he can't really tell where he's going. Yeah, we're never so quite sure whether or not he's yeah. being taken out into the woods or being taken into a hospital is is unknown. Yeah, because we've yeah. already sort of stated that this is a wooded region with, like, mm-hmm. sparse uh, buildings and things like that. So, like, the glimpses of building might just be driving past a building. Because, yeah. like, last year at Gen Con, you remember how sick I got, Noah? Oh, I got yeah, crazy sick. The drive back, I literally thought I was going to die, and, like, I had a crazy high fever. Like, we went to the Cracker Barrel, and I was like, guys, I don't think I'm going to make it home. Like, I think I'm going to die in this car. And um, the drive home was just like that, because we drove through, like, rural... Ohio and rural uh-huh, Pennsylvania, yeah. and Jeez. it's just that, and it's super goddamn terrifying. Ooh, that could be interesting. Doing it uh, in like kind of in between the Appalachians and the Rust Belt kind of area. Yeah, so where's the Rust Belt? Is that Pennsylvania uh, area? It's mostly like New England mountains. Okay, areas. so it's a lot of it is in Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh and all that is like. Yeah, big, big Rust Belt area. The Ravenmockers gotcha. might have migrated. We're in a, a postmodern world. Yeah, like the, the that first story, roommate. Like I kind like uh, geography, geograph- uh, ge- yeah, geographically, it kind of didn't vibe for me. Like I feel like, and it's also a thing with skinwalkers. Like I feel if you're going to do a skinwalker story or a fleshgate story, it's got to be somewhere on the on the east on the west coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like where Wendigo always. Whenever I think of Wendigo, I think of like Canada. I think of um the by the Great Lakes area, Pacific like, Ohio Northwest. area. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Pacific Northwest. I guess yeah. I usually I usually think Rockies, Canada, um, Cascadia, so like the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. Um, huh. Okay. 
pretty much anywhere where it's mountainous and northern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think up here he's it's kind of well the Wendigos are kind of like it's it's kind of one of our big big uh Indian monsters or Native American mm-hmm. monsters. Oh really? Um cool. Yeah, uh, like yeah, like there's that one and then there's the Mishi Peshu, I believe, which is in the Great Lakes. It's basically the king of serpents. I'm into um, this. And it's a lake monster that's basically in Lake Superior, but it can travel through all of the Great Lakes. Like it's known in basically it's known in the small lake that I'm near. And it's not even one of the Great Lakes. We're just near it. Like, I'm kind of in between a smaller lake and then, like, Georgian Bay area. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, like, and, yeah, even in that lake, there there is actually uh, a legend of a creature that uh, the Native American tribes, like the, the Ojibwe, feared. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple of, like, primary uh, legends, but then, like, the Wendigo is one of them, and then there's this Mishipeshu one, and then... I, there's some other ones, but yeah, like those are the two big ones that I know of. Awesome. Coming soon, Monster Stocks. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, dog. Yes, let's at least do like a prototype episode of Monster Stocks because I listen. Anytime you want to have me on this show again, hopefully you like me, I'd be happy to come on because I don't get to talk about horror with most people oh, in my God. life. Yeah. So this is super refreshing for me. I never get to talk about this shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll have, uh, we'll do, basically whenever you guys come on the show, it's like, Aldenti Rigor Mortis presents Monster Stock. Or just, Monster, yeah, Monster Stocks! Stocks! Yes! <laughs> it's happening! I kind of um, get the feeling that this is kind of Monster Stocks to a degree, because, or like a bit. prototype to it, because like, again, like, there's no creepypastas for these monsters, but I feel like there should be more, like, exposure for them on the internet. It's, it's yeah. a bye, bye, bye episode of Monster Stocks. So, <laughs> so funny enough, this is a little, uh, self-promoting. I'm not sure if it's out yet, but I've done uh, freelancing work for Peg Inc., uh, Pinnacle, uh, the guys who do Savage Worlds and Deadlands and East Texas University. Oh, nice. Yes. And I love the Ravenmocker so so gosh darn much that I made it the antagonist for one of the uh, one-sheet adventures that I sold to them. Um, oh, and nice. it's like set in the modern East Texas University. So if that is out, I will I will shoot them an email, see if I can maybe get a link to it, because they're free to download usually. Um oh, yeah. I, I love Ravenmocker so much, and if you like playing role-playing games, like I assume some people that listen to this do, uh, check that out, because Ravenmockers are great, and so are, so are role-playing games, and I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Yeah, no, we actually... Um... They're up, is what I want to say. I want Ravenmocker stock <laughs> to be up. We need yeah, more exactly. encounters like... with Ravenmockers. Yeah, yeah, like, and I, like I, that's the thing with, like, uh, going, going on to, like, RPG stuff. Um, like, Call of Cthulhu is great, but... Everyone knows those monsters, so yeah. Oh, yeah totally. The mythos like, is done to death. They're like zombies I, I, to me. Yeah, like I, I like the I like actually when I run games like for my for my uh, home crew, I actually do not use the mythos. I use either my own stuff or something I found from other legends. Okay. To pick away at uh, because like they don't know much about they don't know as like they know they don't really even know the mythos, but. I can just like again like the world is full of like horror and monsters yeah, and legends and so. There's so I mean, much more interesting stuff than Lovecraft. Like, yeah. so And I mean, like, we've had, like, what, 30-some-odd years of the role-playing game for that one? Like, the system's yeah. good for it, like, for using anything. Um, and like like we said earlier, uh, Black, Knight's Black Agents would be, like, has a good, uh, like, monster creator uh, system. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, w- the vampires and stuff like that. But, like, it wouldn't be that hard to tweak it slightly to be a Ravenmocker. I oh my god I'm so I'm okay so like we're obviously gonna have to like play uh some game together at Gen Con because crazy and you're coming to Gen Con right 
Uh, not this year. Oh, tr- trader. I'm unfortunately, well, I'm, I had to trade Gen Con for a trip out to, uh, no, no, uh, Newfoundland because, uh, okay. I have family business going out there in August. Um, however, I get to go check out, um, uh, fairy folk traditions in Newfoundland. Oh, that sounds sick. Damn it. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say we should all hang out and play like a horror game at Gen Con, but no, yeah, I like, can't, it, I can't bust your chops because that sounds fun <laughs> as hell. Yeah, no, yeah. I plan on taking photos, um, of, uh, there's a town that we actually did a creepypasta actually for, um, while I'm gone, um, that's set in Newfoundland. I found one that was set in Newfoundland and is based around, uh, the Fey folk, nice. um, of Newfoundland. Nice. And like, yeah, it, and it even mentions a town that I will be at least within proximity of going to. So I can actually like take photos or video of this town that exists in a creepypasta, but also exists in real life and is steeped in fairy lore in Newf- Newfoundland. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell <laughs> so, that's real cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so look forward to that, listeners, because I think I'll be posting this before I, uh, before August. So. Okay, cool. Excellent. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we got it though. Mm-hmm. I think we yeah, have think, the story. Yeah. Like we have the hook, we have the ending, and we have all that juicy meat in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just I don't want know how to read this, or write this. <laughs> oh yeah, please do. Oh, I'd be excited oh. to read it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, is there anything else to say about this then? Like, do you guys have any other ideas for like a Ravenmocker story? Because um, we did touch on like the. Oh, I did say I mentioned the UFO idea, but like, yeah, that one's kind of a little bit more. I mean, we could talk for hours. <laughs> yeah, we about yeah. different stories that we could make. Because I like, I like the idea of. In the, uh, the Peg Inc. adventure that I wrote, it was a, a college nurse. There's like been an outbreak of kissing flu, like monos. There's an outbreak at the campus. And it yeah. turns out that the, the campus nurse has basically forced a Ravenmocker to be her familiar and is using that to punish, uh, the school and gain immortality. Uh, through, like, a modern lens of uh, STD crisis. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. interesting, yeah. That was my, that was my hook for it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think next year I'll be going to Gen Con, or I'll be trying to, so we definitely got to get some games in on that. <laughs> oh, for sure. We'll definitely have to hang out. Yeah, and actually, for our, because um, Al Dente has a Patreon, um, I, I will sometimes uh, post uh, creepypasta-based uh, actual plays that we do, because I also record our actual play, my actual games uh, on occasion. And uh, we have, like, actual play Rigamortis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's like this, it's our, like, kind of branch off of the main show. Um, but yeah, if I, like, we record that and, like, see how that goes, that would be pretty cool, too. I'm into it. I'm so, uh, I like I've never done an online tabletop game, but if we even want to try to do an online tabletop one, I could get in on that because I'm yeah. willing to try it. Yeah, well, this the uh, like because we're doing over Skype right now, like that seems to be working pretty well. So yeah, I feel like the delay isn't too too bad. No. Huh. Um. Also, I think you mentioned. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it, but you mentioned uh, off recording uh, Silver John or Oh Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah, we, we totally glossed over it. So, um, <clears throat> Silver John is, was like one of my main interactions with Ravenmockers. Um, basically, Silver John was written by this dude, Manly Wade Wilhelm, um, who basically wrote like American, uh, I guess the closest equivalent is like Penny Dreadfuls. Um, so like dime store ass, cheap ass. Uh, short stories, um, kind of Wellsian almost. 
Um, and his, his character, that was one of the focuses of his, like, American frontier post-Civil uh, War exploratory stories was this guy Silver John. And Silver John's dope as hell because he's this guy who travels across the, the unsettled American, uh, you know, central and west, central western. And basically encounters all sorts of, of local, uh, boogity boos and, and deals with like evil ass humans while, you know, helping people and, and solving problems. The coolest little touch that I really love about him. And I've always wanted to play like a bard in Ravenloft with, <laughs> with this as the gimmick. Um, is that his guitar, he's called Silver John because the guitar's strings are pure silver. So, like, the music that he plays can sometimes have uh, preternatural effects. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for it, and yeah, Wandering Singer Who Carries a Guitar Strung with Strings of Pure Silver. Yep. He's a veteran of the Korean War and served in the U.S. Army as a sharpshooter. Yeah. Jesus. It was, it was written more in, like, the 60s and 70s, so it yeah. was sort of once the, the West start to lose its luster, um, and yeah. before, like, the, the Wayne boom, I believe... But holy moly, it's super interesting. And yeah, he is a veteran of the Korean War. Like, he, yeah. it's relatively he modern. An, he has an implied mystic link of some sort to John the Baptist. Yep. Yeah, I saw yep, that. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, um, it's so good, though. The, the, the thing, though, is that the books are, one, hard to find, and two, they're written very old. Like, it's mm, not oh, like, like reading Shakespeare, but like some of the way that it's written is fucking hard to read. Uh, with Is it like Lovecraft eye. levels? It's a, I don't know. It's not so like not Lovecraft for wrote in like New England bullshit, which is easier for me to read because I sort of live nearer to New England. Mm-hmm. Um, this is written very much like Noah would probably have an easier time reading this than I would. You'll probably have a very hard time. It would probably be equivalent for Lovecraft for you. Yeah. Stories sat in Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina, so yeah, probably... Yeah, you'll probably understand a bit more, like, the can of the speech. Apparently, uh, yeah. Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy, has an homage to him in one of his stories. The, oh, really? It's the Crooked Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I have that. <laughs> you have to look that up. Um, but yeah, he, uh, and he has a, a story that had the Ravenmocker in it, right? Like... The Old Gods uh, Waken? Yeah, it's so... The Old Gods Waken is, like, the first novel of Silver John. Um, I think it came out in 79. Um, and I don't believe it's a compilation, but I wasn't, like, alive, so I'm not 100% certain. And pulp series like this are kind of hard to get accurate information on. Um, yeah. But it's it's a... It's a novel that goes across like a couple of different encounters that Silver John has, some mundane, some non-mundane. And the Ravenmocker story is sort of tied more to like druidic things. And I believe, and correct, forgive me if I'm wrong on this, it has been many years since I've read Silver John. Um, it, it's, it's more of like the, the traditional sense of druidic and not like a bastardized adaptation to American medicine. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> yeah, like, I, no, I know. I'm saying, like, for listeners out there, anyone else oh, yeah, yeah. read it, like, forgive me if I'm mistaken. I read these books when I was, like, 15, so it is very difficult to uh, to parse out the memories from the the altered memories. Yeah. 
Well, our listeners can feel free to uh, send us a, an email, and I'll leave the email at the end or uh, outro bit. <laughs> and then I'll forward anything to you guys. Okay, cool, cool, nice. cool. Well, this has been a blast. I have enjoyed yeah. this very much. Yeah, this has been awesome. I think we're pretty much good then. Um, Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank you very, very much. Um, we'll definitely have to have you on uh, Maple Syrup Blood Money to talk about some of the horror Archie comics. Oh, yeah. Hell I've been yes. reading them. So uh, I've got volume one of Afterlife with Archie and Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, I've nice. been how about halfway through that one right now. Um, I haven't read any Chilling yet, so it'll probably be Afterlife, <laughs> but I'm super excited. Yes, we'll definitely have to have you on very, nice. very soon to do that. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of that, yeah, do you guys want to uh, plug anything or promote anything uh, before we kind of sign off? Uh, sure. Um, so outside of uh, Maple Syrup Blood Money, um, <clears throat> I do a lot of uh, freelance uh, tabletop game writing and things like that. Um, most notably, I have a lot of stuff up on the DMs Guild, um, which is for 5th edition. Um, so if you're interested in some more horrific uh, or, like, fringe character concepts or monster concepts, uh, check me out on on uh, the DMs Guild or Drive-Thru RPG or anything like that. Uh, the group name that we use is Role Play. That's Roll, R-O-L-L, slash play. Or you can just search Kyle Cardi, because I wrote most of them. Um, what about you, Noah? What else do you go to? Uh, so, like you said, uh, Maple Syrup Blood Money, which is our Archie Riverdale podcast where we... Um, just, we try and throw as much supernatural shit into that show as we can, because oh, we want it, like, super, super hard. Constantly. Constantly. Well, all the, they're all there, it's just, we never get, like, an actual, like, yeah, real payoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that, that's, like, the newest thing I've been doing. Um, you can also check me out on Role Playing Exchange, which is sort of a role-playing, uh, advice slash, uh, actual play podcast. Um, I have some appearances on the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast, which is another role-playing podcast. I, I don't know if you can sense a trend happening here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you can also check out the old show I did, which is kind of on indefinite hiatus called Fistful of Misanthropes, which is, once again, more role-playing. Um, there's a lot of Shadowrun and Warhammer Fantasy on there, so if you want to check that stuff out, you can go and look at that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you can follow me personally, which if you just want to see me retweet at people, uh, <laughs> if you go to Twitter and do at common otaku, K-A-M-E-N-O-T-A-K-U, uh, that is my personal Twitter, um, and at maple and blood is the Twitter for, uh, maple syrup blood money. Yeah, the, I don't have a Twitter. I deleted that shit. Um, and my Facebook, I keep to like, 50 human beings. <laughs> but um, if you want to check out sort of more of the stuff that I do, you can check out roleplaystudios.tumblr.com. That's R-O-L-L, Play Studios. Uh, or facebook.com slash roleplaystudios. Um, you know, it's been a little quiet because I've been busy working on uh, Big Top Secret Red Markets with... Uh, a like a, I think all of us know Caleb, like a mutual yep. pal Caleb. Yes. Um, I've been very busy games. working on that, so my my personal work has sort of fallen to the side. But that'll get that'll pick up very very soon. Um, and with Halloween coming up in a couple of months, and my love of spooky shit rekindled right now, uh, I'm probably going to be posting a lot of stuff about Ravenmockers and and the like in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, sweet. 
Um, yeah, and you can get a hold of me at um, Review Cultist um, on Twitter. Yeah, if you have any comments uh, for um, for the show or for any of our people here on the uh, ho- uh, that are hosting it, you can uh, leave a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Um, we're on iTunes, so leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, you can send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep bosses you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, you can also check out the title cards for each episode on Tumblr at crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on the video section portion of the show on YouTube. Just go to Aldente Rigamortis on YouTube and you'll be able to find them. And if you feel like donating or supporting the show, you can go to Patreon and look up Aldente Rigamortis. We have backer tiers for special episodes, extra content, and early access. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I've been Noah Carden. And I have been your ghost host, <laughs> Kyle Carden. <laughs> He always does this. That's my favorite one. <laughs> and this has been El Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. Sleep well.